genre. Welcome to the New Public Archives, where we discuss the history and legends of the galaxy far, far away. I'm Tim Garcia. And I'm Gary Roby. And we have a guest here today, uh, Kevin of These Aren't the Nerds You're Looking For podcast. Welcome, Kevin. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. hello. Thank you so much for being here for this podcast. <laughs> Thank you guys for your unwavering patience. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> Third time's a charm. It's been good. Third time's a charm. uh... We're doing this. I'm excited. (laughs) We're going. I'm excited. Y'all, I've been so hyped to talk about Darth Maul for like a week. I started watching Darth Maul stuff and was like, I I just can't. I have too many feelings. I need to get them out. Yeah. Um, So yeah, Darth Maul shirt on. Nice. Hell yeah. You can only see about a third of. (laughs) Gary has a Vader shirt. I do have a Vader shirt. And I've got a Guardians of the Galaxy shirt. So, you know, I'm on on theme. Wonderful. I was like, oh, we're talking about the space movie. The space movie. (laughs) Fun fun fact. I currently reside in the hometown of Peter Quill. Oh, nice. Incredible. In. uh, Wait, hang on. Columbus, Ohio. No, no. What was I? (laughs) I was going to say Iowa, but that's Captain Kurt. I don't know where Peter Quill is from. (laughs) St. Charles, Missouri. Oh, Oh, right. Okay, nice. So I should yeah. know that my uh, it's, an, it's an actual place and I, I live there. I have siblings that live in Kansas City, Missouri. Other other side of the other state. Side. Right? So you're closer to like St. Louis. Yeah, we're right. Well, I say right. We're St. Charles County is right across uh, the river from St. Louis County. OK, so, ah, cool. gotcha. Yep. And then Kansas City is all the way at the other end of right and south of I've, I've made Missouri that drive river. before. Yeah. Or, yeah. Amazing. I don't know from, part of the country from, at all. From St. Louis to Kansas City, you mean? Other way around. Uh, from Can- oh, gotcha. Kansas City to St. Louis. Uh, gotcha, but yeah, gotcha. we did a we did a baseball tour. Uh, so oh, I do there, remember so. you taking this baseball tour. Yeah, fun. Yeah, just started in Kansas City and then just drove to a whole bunch of Midwest ballparks. And that's awesome. Uh, can you do a baseball tour? Is that, uh, is that a, a thing you can do? Yeah, it requires a lot less. Uh, Travel you don't though, have right? actual just... physical locations to go to, but so the theoretically shorter. you could. There is a, there's a Los Angeles team. There's a Kansas City team. It's not clear which Kansas City they're from. It's just Kansas City. Probably it's the same thing. Yeah. Uh, Nothing's based in Kansas, though. Like, all the sports and everything are all in Missouri. There yep. used to be a Moab team, but it got swallowed by the Hellmouth. So now they're the Hellmouth Sunbeams. Oh. Um, baseball's for those, weird. We yeah. don't have to get into that. For those that don't know, Gary hosts uh, when he's uh, with his other podcast lover. He's he's hosting a baseball podcast. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that one's called Infinite Cities Baseball, if anyone knows what baseball is or cares. Yeah. Uh, Gary's explained it to me like five times. I still have no idea what it is. It's very bizarre for it's it requires a lot of uh buy-in i think <laughs> um it sounds like um, we're not sounds, here to talk about that we're not we're here to talk about <laughs> twin sons which is season three episode 20 of uh star wars rebels 
Yeah, I'm excited. We did like an arc of a show before, but now we're just doing like an episode. Yeah, we're just doing um we're closing out Maul's story here. This is Yeah. His final confrontation with Obi-Wan. Um there's also some other stuff that happens before it, um, uh, because it is a part of Rebels. It's not just Yeah. Um the format kind of dictated it. Um, we're closing out his story for now. Yes. Right. For right, now, right. yes. Uh until he comes back. Uh Gosh, with, with I... Mace Windu. Um, riding, oh. riding the Wampa. Well, no, the Wampa didn't die, right? So they could be riding the Wampa. They could yeah. be. It's just missing an arm. Just, yeah. They gave him a Are cybernetic you, arm. How do, how do you get? How would you guys feel about Mace Windu coming back? Are you get, are you pro or are you are you anti? I am potential Mace return. I am anti. In a in a form where he just shows up and he's been alive the entire time. Yeah, I think it depends on when he shows up. Right? And I could see him okay. doing, you know, like coming back as like a force ghost and they, you know, Nick Fury him in Captain Marvel or something like that. Sure. Um, but yeah, I could see I could see them doing something like that, uh, which I think would be cool. So I'm not completely against him ever coming back to Star Wars, but just don't come back. And, you know, he's super old and is talking to the Mandalorian or something like that. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's exactly okay, the thing. Okay. If if he shows up in one of these shows or something that happens during like the reign of the empire, I think I'm going to be more forgiving than if he shows up like post re- return of the Jedi. What about you? But I, I, I don't know. That... I'm iffy on that. So I think his character would have to be deceased before the rise of Skywalker. Right. Almost certainly. Like he is um, human, right? He's not a he's not like an alien. Unless he was or too angry to die. Alien. Oh mm. well, but that's still <laughs> that's still fifty years of his anger sustaining him if he shows up in like Rise of okay, Skywalker. If, okay, if you think that it's more plausible that someone lives without their bottom half than <laughs> lives an extra fifty years, yeah. I, how old is he supposed to be in the Clone Wars? He's probably. I just don't know how old how old Mace is supposed to be. Probably like 50 and you think well, I just go off. Um, Sam Jackson was he's an older dude. Yeah, um, yeah he's like 80, 81. Yeah, right. <laughs> wait, uh, is he? he re- was, no, yeah, wait, he was like really? 50 when he shot. No, I think he's like 70, right? Because he was like 50 when he shot Phantom Menace, because I think he was like 41 when he did Pulp Fiction. I mean, we could all look this up, but that's no fun. <laughs> oh, right it's sorry as i have it on my phone in front of me <laughs> yeah he was like when did when did phantom menace come out like 99 99 he was yeah you're you were dead on tim he was he was 51 yeah so, okay him what he's 70 he sh- yeah 74 then he's yeah he's in the 70s i don't think i want him to show up in that's what I'm saying. It's like, don't have him like show up as like, oh, he's been alive. Like this whole time, and, just him doing and what Cad he's Bane doing. have been chilling. And Cad oh Bane just God. never told us. Don't you, <laughs> you talk know? ill of Cad Bane. <laughs> don't I you will talk never, ill of I Cad Bane. I will never talk ill of Cad Bane. I'm just saying I it would be I will crash hilarious. my computer again. <laughs> what if the book of Boba Fett had taken place during the Empire and it was Boba, like once again, trying to go murder Mace Windu? It turns out Mace was alive. Uh, and he's no, gonna get you. his revenge for no, slaughtering you. his for beheading his death. No, I don't. Yeah, it's bad. This is bad. This, this is a bad. <laughs> this happened during the Clone Wars. Boba Fett. It did. Yeah. It was his first. Yeah. Uh-huh. Boba it's Fett right tried to. Yeah. He almost yeah. succeeded. 
if if Mace hadn't been called to the bridge, he would have set off that bomb in that room and he would have died. Yeah, I don't think it would have happened then. No, it was the will of the force. Yeah, <laughs> which is why he's still alive, right? Yeah. Which Do is what? why Maul's still alive. The will it is of the why force. Maul's still alive. Mm-hmm. That that brings us back around to to twin sons because I guess we get to see him not die again. Is that is that so where we're I, going here? I like to believe that he is actually this was dead a this time. a fitting end to. Uh, his I think character, so too. I think. I think, I think so this too. is the only way it could go out. And I think there's a few characters that I feel like that yeah, was a good, good way for them to die. Um, and I think this was a good one. Um, so let's talk about uh, a little bit about Rebels. Did anyone? Um, I hadn't watched Rebels in, since it aired. So I went back and rewatched this. Uh, and there were things that were I was like going, wait, what's why is that happening again? Like, what's going on? Yeah, uh, I rewatched the Rebel episodes. There's only four episodes of Rebels with Maul in it. I have a confession to make. I'm not sure that I have seen the ending of Rebels. Okay. I know that I've seen, like, the first three seasons, and I know that I've seen part of season four, but I'm not entirely sure that I've finished season four. That's fair. Well, what were your overall thoughts of the show? Of the show in general? Yeah, the show in general. Uh, So I was late to the party on on starting watching Rebels uh, until probably season three was already out. So I was able to watch season one, two, and three, like in rapid succession. Mm-hmm. Um, and I enjoyed it. The art style reminds me, especially Ezra. Younger Ezra reminds me of like this 3D animated show that was on... I feel like PBS in like the late 80s. Okay. And just like his character design. So that like every time that I would see him, that would pop into my head. But as far as the show goes, it's, you know, it's a well thought out show. I enjoy it. Uh, I don't know if I did not finish watching the series. I don't know why that happened. Like I know what happens in the end, but I don't have memory of of having of actually like getting there. watched that. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I um for me, Rebels is very like high there's real high highs and there's real low lows for me. There's parts that I'm like, oh man, I do not care for this at all. This is like and then the next I yeah. will be like I'm like, oh I'm all about this. This is great. This is awesome Star Wars. So I don't know. It, it was it very fluctuated for me, uh, but I did end up. I was watching it as it aired, and it was sort of like a family tradition. We'd all watch it when it would come out. Oh, nice! Yeah, that's um, great, man. But yeah, I think since it's not as sprawling as Clone Wars is, right? Like sometimes you get a bad Clone Wars episode because it's a droid episode or a Jar Jar episode or whatever. But like we're with Jar the Jar same episodes. crew every episode of Rebels, and so sometimes like those lows like hit a lot harder because. Like, oh, like the people that I've been with this whole time, like, I'm just not here for this uh, yeah. this uh, quest they're on right now. This yeah. arc they're going through. I don't know. I like there was stuff that I, you know, obviously like some story choices I didn't care for. The animation in general, I didn't. I was like, I mean, I think part of it was like, oh, cool. It's new Clone Wars stuff, but it was not that. It I was, don't think it looks as good as Clone um, Wars. And it I definitely Wars was, looks really good. You can What it feels like is it didn't have the budget that Clone Wars had. I would agree um, with that. There's a lot of like corners that seem to have been cut yeah 
Yeah, it's wild, especially like going from this and then looking at like season seven of Clone Wars and being like, oh, they just they pulled out all this. Even season one of Clone Wars. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But like the animation hits such high highs by the end of that series because they have the money to throw at it that like it's astonishing how good it looks. As far like if you isolate the show itself and kind of not take into context the auxiliary or other Star Wars stuff that that is available um once you get past like the the kind of introduction of this team and once everybody's melded together it is a really nice show about a a group of people that become family yeah yeah Yeah. no and i like that i like that about it um i definitely agree with that i would agree with that too this is coming from the guy that didn't watch the end of the show so no no and i think the end of the show is the best part like it's there's some real emotional moments. It's real, like, action-heavy. It's good. Yeah. I am eager to either watch it for the first time or watch <laughs> it for the second time. Yeah. I sure. do not know which. Yeah, Get into I, it. Be like, this feels familiar, though. Yeah. I very much enjoyed uh, that show. but Especially that, because I'm consuming other Star Wars content that is not um, actual Star Wars content, right? I know I know where the series ends, but I couldn't tell you the last episode of this show that I have seen. Okay. Yeah. My hope is that whatever they do with this Ahsoka show coming out becomes a sort of pseudo sequel to Rebels, because we already know that Sabine is going to be in that show. I don't know if we're going to see other Rebels characters, but like... The presumption is that Thrawn is going to be the antagonist. I'm which assuming Thrawn Ezra is going to be the antagonist, which means Ezra will probably come back. Mm-hmm. I hope that happens. I would love to see that. Yeah, Ezra uh, was my least favorite character in Rebels. But who is your most favorite character in Rebels? Probably Sabine. I think she's cool, and then Hera. She's very cool. Um, I always like the pilots, so Hera's Hera's awesome to me. Um, and she's in Squadrons, which is awesome too. Yeah, also uh, very. Briefly, but she's there. She's been in a bunch of um, a bunch of the books that have come out, too. Like, I think she's like in the there's a trilogy from Alexander Freed called Al- that starts with Alphabet Squadron. And she's just like the head of their battalion the whole time. Uh, she's super present in those books. And I love her for it. Cool. Cool. Yeah, cool. That's cool. So, yeah. So let's um, let's get to the episode. Um, so the episode starts uh, with. Uh, well, it starts with uh, Kenobi wandering the desert. Uh, Maul wandering the or desert. Not but Kenobi, we yeah. do, we do. Okay, we have a we have a tiny bit of table setting before we even get to here. Um, so Maul has only appeared in four, maybe five episodes of of Rebels at this point. They find him on a planet. I think it's called Malachor. Um, where he's looking okay. for a Sith holocron. That is where like Vader shows up and Ahsoka and Vader have their final right, fight. Right, right. Um, he ends up blinding Kanan here. Uh, the next time he shows up, um, he shows up looking, they end up, Ezra ends up taking the Sith holocron. Maul doesn't get it. So he shows up, takes the crew hostage and tells Ezra, like, give me the Sith holocron basically. Uh, The reason he does is he wants to bring the Sith holocron and a Jedi holocron together, because apparently if you combine the two forces, um, the knowledge that will be revealed, it will answer any question for you. The Bendu says that it will give you a clarity into the force that that no other power could do. Um, 
And so he manipulates Ezra into like, you open the Jedi holocron, I'll open the Sith one, and together we can ask whatever we want of the holocrons. Right. And he asks Ezra, like, what do you, what is the thing you're looking for? What's the answer that you want? And Ezra says that he wants to know, he wants a way to destroy the Sith. And he asks Maul, like, what do you want? And Maul says, oh, the thing I want is much simpler. Hope. His answer is hope, which is interesting because it's like a role reversal for the two of them, right? You think of Ezra as the good guy and Maul as the bad guy, but that's not really what's happening here. Uh, they're muddied in the middle between the two. Um, and what they see is that Obi-Wan Kenobi is alive and that he's on Tatooine. Okay. They yeah, see this in right. like uh force vision or yeah. this yeah, is it's, like, we don't actually see the, the holocrons. They get like engulfed in this really incredibly yeah, bright light. And the two of them are talking about what they're seeing, but we don't mm -hmm. see it. So like mm -hmm. Maul has an exclamation of like, he's alive. And mm -hmm. Ezra sees the twin sons and Maul puts it together. It ends where it begins on a desert planet with two sons. Um, and so this that's is the we last, here. The, the most previous appearance of Maul. Then? Yeah, it had, there are, there are, Two, there's the holocron episode where the holocrons get destroyed, um, but it doesn't actually, they don't get the full information from oh, it. But that's Which is why, why they're like in pieces in this episode. Right. Yes. That's okay. what, yes. That was one of my questions is I was like, I don't remember why they're like in pieces. It's just little tiny pieces of it. Like, yeah, it, um, the two holocrons, uh, Kanan shows up to like stop Ezra from doing this. And when he mm -hmm. breaks the connection, both of the holocrons shatter. Hmm. Um, okay. There's another episode that I don't think is as important where, like, the two of them, again, like, mind meld because both of them got different pieces of the That's answer. Right. And that okay. takes place on Dathomir and uses some Dathomirian witch magic. And that's, and right. that's how that that's how, um, that's how the Sabine ends up with the Darksaber. Right. Exactly. Um, but, like, that that culminates to Obi-Wan Kenobi is alive on Tatooine. And it's the answer to both of their questions. It is the way that that the Sith are going to be destroyed, and it is also the hope of the galaxy. Both of them culminate here on Tatooine because of Kenobi. Um, and so that's yeah. Then we open here in this episode with Maul wandering the Tuscan, uh, the with, the Dune Sea with some some great Sam Witwer chewing the scenery. So good. He's He's always he always is. Uh, we get that famous like Kenobi. Yeah, which very I love much a, every it's, time. The con moment is. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's just like wandering the desert and he's like, I'm super lost. And but he's like, but I can't die. I'm too angry. Yeah. Um, again, so too angry to die. Yeah. I have a question for you guys. Do you know what year this is supposed to have taken place? It's like this is two years prior to, say, Rogue One or New Hope. So, okay. Um, yeah, two BBY. We're getting really close. Yeah. So the Obi-Wan Kenobi series is coming out, right? So that takes place about five years before this. About seven years probably, right? Because it's right around the time it's, Solo's happening. I think we figured out. Yeah, I think it's ten years after Luke, Revenge Luke, of the Sith. Luke it's is like about halfway 10. between. Yeah. Yeah, so it's that's been ten years after Revenge of the Sith. So about 10 I years. for some reason I thought it was like seven to nine BBY was the Obi Wan Kenobi show. 
I don't actually know the exact time date. You know what's weird is okay, so we've That's got right. So you know what's weird about this is we've we know that Rebels starts uh five BBY, right? Yes. Because it's the fifteenth anniversary of Empire it's Empire Day. It's like the fifteenth Empire Day is when the first episode yes. takes right. place. It's it's Ezra's birthday and Luke's yeah. birthday. Yeah, yeah, it's the same. Yeah. Right. So that's but that's five years later. But does doesn't the Luke that we see at the end of this seem like pretty young? I was we only see his yeah. silhouette in it. the distance. Yeah. Uh, so it's hard to but say. He's not seventeen. I totally agree. This looks like a a a pre school aged yeah silhouette. It does. It's such a distance. It's hard. To, like. Maybe I, maybe Luke really went through puberty real late. <laughs> maybe. So he's maybe. like 18 and he just hits this huge growth spurt. And so I did heard... Leia go like through puberty like way early then because she's been a senator for like 40 she's years. She's been like, like the working idea with the rebellion because she shows up in Rebels. I like the idea. Yeah, she does. I like the idea that she's like 10 years older than Luke because of all the light speed travel. <laughs> so she, oh, nice. So she's. Nice. She's actually like 29. <laughs> That's super funny. That's super funny. It would funny. put her at a more appropriate age to be with Han with Solo. Han? Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> but yeah. uh, I heard a rumor that, that Maul was supposed to show... Like, originally the concept was that Maul would show up in this Kenobi series. And uh, they decided to go with, like, Inquisitors and presumably... And Hayden Vader. Christensen's Vader? Yeah, that's what I heard. Yeah. So that's interesting by, to me. By Inquisitors, you mean the guy with the volleyball head? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Old volleyball head himself. There is a supposed leaked behind the scenes photo of Maul on a desert planet Yo. live action. Have you seen this? I, I haven't seen it. The old, I'll send it to you guys. I guess the thing, like, canon is super complicated, right? Like, well, it's also Disney's weird. So where this where this photo came from supposedly is like a guy was like randomly hiking through like New Mexico or something. I don't remember okay. where and came across a film set and it's Darth Maul, Ahsoka, some dead Mandalorian on the ground and a helmet that oof looks somewhat familiar. Okay. Me, at least. Uh okay. so I don't know, man. It seems seems a little fishy. Yeah, that could also be like a no. They, they don't shoot that show on location, so it wouldn't be a Mando show. Yeah, I don't the know. Flashback I for have Ahsoka. No idea. That could be interesting. But they don't shoot that and on location, really, do they? Right. There's speculation out so. there that it's from the Ahsoka show, but I don't even know if they're filming that yet. Uh, yeah, they're. I believe I they think are. They're in production. I think so. Um, they're very quiet about it, but yeah, they that comes out sooner than later. Yeah, um, um, we got Andor next, I believe, is the next one. I th I think so too. After it's after all really muddy. They're like they're you know they're actually trying to like be hush hush about what they're working on a lot of the times, and like it doesn't always successfully pan out. But yeah, I would much rather if if it's an Ahsoka thing, I'm much more lenient of it because like if that's him on Tatooine, then it makes this whole arc of him and, and Rebels trying to figure out where Obi-Wan is, like, 
silly. Well, we have seen stuff get retconned, so... Uh, I, yeah, and, like, that's the thing. I think that it's just going to continue to happen in Star Wars, especially as we get more content. That was kind of why my my question came up of, like, when this takes place in the timeline. Um, because Ben is more aged than um, than we've seen him in yeah. any other... In any right. other time period, right? Even with uh-huh. the, um, obviously this came out before an Obi-Wan show was even planned. And Ewan McGregor as an aging Obi-Wan looks delicious. Love the guy. I'm like super stoked. So I was just kind of wondering what the, um, how, how far we are away from transitioning from that live action to this. Also, who does who does the voice acting for Obi Wan here? Uh, uh, I just looked it up. Yeah. It's uh, Stephen Stanton. Stephen Stanton. Yeah, and he does an incredible like he's like leading into the Alec Guinness Obi Wan. He does Alec Guinness in the Lego Star Wars uh, <sighs> game that just came out too. Nice. He is spot on. Correct me it's if I'm so wrong. Good. Stephen Stanton also did a did uh, voice acting yes, in Resistance, right? And Tarkin, he's Tarkin in Bad Batch and Clone Wars. Ah, and, okay. Uh, yeah, okay. he does a lot of pretty much everything. Yeah, who is he? Oh, in? he's been in a bunch of stuff. He's Admiral Radis in Rogue One. That's right. And he's but he's the Imperial like uh, racer, the Imperial, yeah, right, the Imperial pilot. Ah, I can't remember what his name is. Yeah. Uh, did you guys watch that show? Yeah, uh, we actually did an episode on the first first few episodes. Oh yeah, we uh, did. Awesome. I forgot we on did that. that. I'm a big I'm a big racing fan, so I was like, oh man, they've got like a Star Wars show about racing, and like yeah. I was like, it wasn't all about racing, but you know, I was like, that was what hooked me. Is I was like, oh cool, and they've got the Gulf livery on one of the ships. It looks like an old Porsche. Oh, it's beautiful. That's- <laughs> this was like your guys' second or third episode, right? Oh no, we've been doing this for about a year. No, no, no. I oh. mean, the, 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 the episode on Resistance was about your second or third, right? I think it was a lot. I think it was later. Toward the beginning. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, was it? Okay. I don't even remember what order we did anything in anymore, you guys. Yeah, it was yeah. sometime. I, Sorry to sidetrack you. Yeah. I yeah. listened. My point is I listened to that episode recently. So oh, yeah. um, that's that's where we were going with that. But yeah, Stephen Stanton does an amazing job as Obi-Wan here. Uh, He's great. He bridges the gap between... Not only Ewan McGregor, but uh, James Arnold Taylor. Yeah. And. Who we get a little bit of in this episode. Like, there's just like this nice blend between these three guys that have have performed this character in the past. And going in between those, it's, I don't know. I was really impressed. It is a job well done. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. And he's, he's still, it was funny because I was listening to it today or i was watching it today and i'm like man that is the exact sounds like the exact same voice actor that did it in the lego skywalker saga game and yet sure enough it was exactly because it's like the inflections and stuff you can kind of tell but yeah um, Mm. yeah he did he does a great job um well he's a professional as we can as we see um but yeah um so uh we, we we catch up um after we see maul in the desert uh Maul is, has a plan. Yeah, to he's draw got a, out. he's got oh, we'll use his his what is virtue against him or something like that. Like we'll draw him out with his with his virtue. He doesn't speak it directly, but it's really interesting. Um so so he's got this like piece of holocron and 
I guess is able to like activate the rest of the the same the shared holocron because on the ghost the holocron recording of Obi Wan giving the warning to all the Jedi like not to come back to the temple like activates. So and this and- is supposed to imply that that was that that Obi Wan's message was recorded on a holocron or this holocron. Uh, a holocron. My understanding is that like his message went out to any of the Jedi that had. I, I don't right. know if it could only be retrieved by holocrons, but like we know that when Ezra first finds this holocron that Kanan has, this message is the one that plays. Um, I don't know if it's like a shared thing that happens all the time, um, but I find it fascinating. But uh, but the piece of holocron that Maul has does come from this holocron that Kanan has in the ship. Right, right, right. Yeah. I was just. I don't know if confused is the right word, but no, oh, it's, it's a can... nice bit of storytelling, like replaying this this message from Obi-Wan Kenobi to kind of drum up the drum up the image of, you you know, it pushes into Ezra what, you know, it plants the seed. Yeah, it I think that this message is received by every holocron because I'm pretty sure the same message plays in Fallen Order. If I can, if I can also say, yes, um, I happen to have here a holocron. Yes. Uh, that I got from Galaxy's Edge, which we know is canon. <laughs> yes. Um, for one day it is. For one day it is. Well, they're selling it, and when you turn it on and there's no crystal in it, it plays... This is Master Obi-Wan Kenobi. I regret to report that both our Jedi Order and the Republic have fallen, with the dark shadow no of the shit. Empire rising to Amazing. take their place. So it... It lends credence that it went out to pretty much every holocron. To any Jedi holocron. That would go. I can't imagine that many Jedi had holocrons on their possession. But he's still trying to get it out to anyone who can, but yeah. any Jedi that can listen. Yeah. So. Which I find. Uh, so what if you don't fast? have a holocron? Hopefully you someone will tell you. go back to the temple and something <laughs> bad happens. <laughs> the first time I watched Revenge of the Sith, what I envisioned is that there was some, some, almost morse code beacon going out and what obi-wan did was reverse the beacon so that it just sends out a different beepity beepity beep sure as opposed to like a a video skype call right or a zoom call out to each and every jedi i assumed it was a broadcast signal of like a single burst of thing yeah but he did everything. Very Anything he can. Yeah, maybe yeah, he just maybe this message like, okay. got dispensed a bunch of ways, and yeah. we just happen to have. He's the got like one of those apps on your phone that here. will like copy <laughs> the same message to a whole bunch of just different social media project or platforms. It's the same okay. thing as is Sidious giving Order sixty six, and every single clone happened to get the message. Well, I figure that's a little different because they were literally bred. They were, yeah, they but were like, built like I thought that. I don't think they're flipping a physical switch on Camino and everyone goes bad. Like, no, I don't no, know. I, how I it just, works. I think it was just you push one button on your, again, on your app on your phone and it hits via Bluetooth. It hits all everybody. The, all the clone oh, chips. <laughs> Tim, I would agree with you, but he calls out at least one clone commander by name. That's true. He calls, you're it's right, Cody, you're right, you're right? right? He talks to Cody so, specifically. Minimum, he would have to do this twice. 
Yeah. So that does make it seem like he has to call all the bosses and he's like, <laughs> yeah, because, <laughs> yeah, he calls out <laughs> he calls out uh, Commander Cody. It is possible funny. that um, the more adept Jedi he is calling whomever is with them, right? Personally, uh, and the head then of whatever battalion the lower down the ladder that, that you go, everyone. it's a more broadcast statement out there. And by the time you get down to like ninety nine, yeah, <laughs> on four ninety nine. But by the time you get down to, um, you know, somebody that you've never heard of, right? Like Coleman Trobert. Yeah. Coleman yeah. Trobert. Um, that's right. Yeah. Better pronunciation. Trobert. It's just a, uh, you know, it's a game of telephone that one clone told yeah. another clone that told another uh-huh. clone. And, and, <laughs> and they're like, you know, hopefully it gets all the way down. He to wants bottom. us to order a fish stick. Like, I don't <laughs> 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 um yeah. but this message plays right and it wakes Ezra up and oh I do like this bit I was thinking about this he does go to Kanan's room it's night everyone's sleeping he goes to Kanan's room and Kanan is not in his room uh-huh which uh I don't want like we know that he and Hera are gonna have a kid together but I like this you pinpointed the time I think this is what it this happens. Is, this is date of conception. This is the night. Because uh, he goes to Kanan's room and Kanan's room is empty and the holocron is playing the recording. But then the Sith holocron next to it also lights up and it is Maul's voice. Um, so the holocrons are in Kanan's room? Yes. Yeah. He's been holding on to them as like the Jedi on the ship. He's doing a great job keeping yep. track of them. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're in space. Yeah. No, I mean been... they're broken. I don't think he expects them to work at all anymore. Yeah. Um. Maybe he was just distracted. Maybe he was distracted. True. He's not there right now. Um. But so so we cut to the next day where Ezra is explaining. Like I believe that this message means that Maul is getting close to to Kanan or to to Master Kenobi. Um, and I want to go to Tatooine and warn him and help him in this fight. And everyone's like, you've heard, you've heard Maul in your head before. Like, how do you know this isn't a trap? Hera's like, we're planning this mission to go to Lothal. Like, you're the person from Lothal. We need you here. And also Hera brings up, like, if he was alive and we're going through all this BS, don't you think he would be doing something to help us? But he is doing something. They don't understand that, but he is doing something. We know this. I'm just wondering, like, what what do you think Hare's thought process is like after she finds out that he really is like, you know, because she's not going to be able to know exactly what. What Ben Kenobi at this point is doing. She doesn't know what his directive is, what his mission is, what his purpose in life is. And I don't think that she's going to. I think that even if Ezra had come back at the end and was like, I found Master Kenobi, that -hmm. she would understand the importance of his mission. Right. Well, he doesn't know. Right. Ezra doesn't know what his mission is. No, no. Uh, Ezra doesn't even know. He just knows that he's there. Yeah. Um, Um, Yeah, yeah. I don't um, I don't know if he told Hera. 
No, he do- when when we see him come back, he doesn't say anything about Kenobi at the so end of this I episode. Think... He just says, like, my family is here and right. I need to be helping you guys. And they're like, okay, well, thanks for stealing a freaking A-Wing, man. And just yeah. leaving it on top. And Tatooine. not coming back. It gets it blows up. He can't bring it yeah. back. He jerk. comes back with Maul's Mandalorian fighter, though, which is a beautiful ship. That is true. Yeah, so maybe it's, it's like okay, the we'll Knight cut Brother. our losses. Uh just uh, unrelated, not important. But Maul's ship is called the Knight Brother, and I I love it. But yeah. Um so yeah, he that's what he does. He steals an A-Wing. Uh um, and Chopper follows him. And Chopper jumps in, which Chopper has to get in by a jet, right? Like he has to jump in. Is yeah, I because there's an I don't know court. how Chopper gets aboard. So he well, it's kind of it's kind of weird because this particular A wing seems to have a backseat to it or yeah. a storage compartment or something. Yeah, there's space right. behind him. Um, um, and I don't think that A wings have like a droid dock or anything like that. And you know, no, it's not because like, like, like Ezra gets in through the and one starfighter where they load yeah, from they the do. bottom the, or an X wing where they load from the top. The A wings have they have astromechs though. Um, do you right think they have the, like a like a is it a if it's a bottom up thing I can I can accept it because we see Ezra pull the canopy back get in and pull it close or like it closes like I just don't, I don't know how he we, got in the cockpit is I don't the, mean either. and even if there was a physical it's way for him sneaky. to get in how did he do it without Ezra hearing he couldn't use his jetpack because that would be you know light Ezra on Chopper's fire Chopper's just sneaky like that he is. Don't, don't worry about it it's those little head arms. They just pulled him up. <laughs> oh, he uh, climbed. Yeah. Tink, 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 tink. Bad. Um, I don't like that. But yeah, anyway. So yeah, Ezra, or, uh, Chopper's in there, and uh, he flies all the way to... So this was interesting. He flies I to don't Tatooine. Know how, I don't know how Ezra knows that Tatooine is the planet to go to. He's just following the Force, it seems like. He's like, I don't even know where I'm going. He says... He says... I want to go to Tatooine. That's he says that's a Hera, right? The rest yeah. to Hera, um, right. because all that we established in the previous episodes, what is it's it's a desert planet with two suns, where like Maul might know what that means, but I don't think Ezra does. But Maul and Ezra do have this connection, so maybe. Yeah, I'm thinking that it's forcey stuff. It's forcey stuff. Yeah, um, they're a dyad in the Force. Yep, I have to make out. The rule. Uh, that's what that's what you guys didn't see during the commercial break. <laughs> I've seen enough on DeviantArt. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> I need to go now because apparently I have homework. <laughs> so, uh, um, yeah, anyway, so they uh, yeah, he gets so he ends up there and he has a vision because he can sense that he, it's close and the the little pieces of the. Um, he also it's interesting Ezra also stole pieces of the holocron the broken holocron from Kanan's room right. to do this so and he's he had, got like two chunks right like one one good one one light side one dark side right one Jedi one one he's Sith got the corner. little the little corners that that you yes. that twist mm-hmm. they're like little pyramids um so quick question before we before we break atmosphere and make it down to the planet surface. Yeah. Um Star Wars is known for these really beautiful space shots of planets with you know uh maybe moons eclipsing things like this. Um 
there is are they always approaching a planet with the sun behind them is that how these things work yeah it's usually is the is the case we never you have to fly to like see... the center of that particular uh system and then come back out come toward out? Yeah, the planets because so. or you, fly you always you the star yeah. and you're flying you, you you came in from the other side of the solar system okay because generally you see like a beautiful starry backdrop with a planet that is lit from behind you and in this case we see the the two moons of tatooine yeah um which the suns are tattoo one and tattoo two i don't know what the moons are called i don't either oh yeah and they i have wasn't names, even though. aware that there sure were two moons um yeah. Or at least it was not in my memory bank, but I was I was happy to see it's it's like a fool's representation. Like we yeah. know this planet has two suns, so when we pull up and it's quote unquote nighttime, um uh, You can still have the two objects in the you sky. You still have the two yeah. space objects. Well that's how we see it in uh do we see the moons in the opening shot of Star Wars? Because the first time I we don't. see them we don't we definitely don't see the suns until later. Um but uh I'm trying to remember. But yeah, I always Furious, think of like furiously typing right now. Yep. Not furiously. I typed three keys, you guys. <laughs> it wasn't even that many. That's furious to me. Um I don't know what every time I hear the the clacking of your keyboard, I think of uh like you're a Muppet and you're just like, pop, 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 like with your like the way they make would make a Muppet type. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh bad. Yeah, bad. no, it's it's definitely obviously anytime we get an aerial shot of Tatooine, it's like, oh, that's the first planet we ever see on screen. Um, Whether you're watching it. No, I guess we do indeed see the two moons that's in the thought. opening shot of New Hope. It pans down. And we see the two moons the two above moons. the surface of the planet, and then and then it the, uh, the Tantive Four comes in. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. I thought you saw the the moons. So yeah, it's been yeah, yeah. My Didn't even mind think about is it. blown right now. It's great. It's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, but it's cool. Here, I thought the two moons were like some representation of the the two suns, but really the two. The two moons are what we're introduced to first, and then of course later, you know, the twin suns become <clears throat> the iconic exactly. thing. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, I but need yeah. to reevaluate my Star Wars experience <laughs> from the beginning. That's all right. That's why we're here. But the uh, yeah, so um, yeah, it goes down to the atmosphere, and um, well, that's when Chopper makes himself known. Oh, I was going to talk about the vision. The first thing he sees in his vision is actual water. So he's he's like having a vision of old Tatooine, maybe like old. Maybe like before it was. Oh, um, ocean he does mention. Uh, in in the last before this one, the last mall episode, um, after he and Maul have made that new connection on Dathomir, he mentions that. He's seen a lot of disparate images um, of different places that he doesn't recognize, several planets, some he knows and some he doesn't. Um, okay. So I, I think that there's like a lot of conflicting things. It it feels like not only did he get the information from the holocron, but he and Maul are like 
sharing information they don't intend to. Because Maul finds the location of Chopper Base because of the information he's gotten from Ezra's head. Um, And uh, that wasn't like something they asked the holocron. That was just because of their connection. I I love that, Kevin, you made the you made the comment about them being a dyad, because I think that their connection through these holocrons and subsequent interactions like does put them closer together in the force than we see many characters. They they share memories. Yeah, it was a joke when I said it the first time, but I agree with you. Like there is some. There's some There's sort of connection uh, because Maul is speaking directly into Ezra's brain at points yes. in this episode. Um, the last time we saw him, it was the same thing. Ezra was having visions of the silo- of Maul in the space he was in, even though they weren't physically in the same place, which again happens in this episode. Uh, that's that's good to know because. Um, so you had reached out to me, you're like, hey, do you want to talk about this thing? And then a couple of days ago, um, I told my wife, I was like, hey, we're going to watch this episode of this thing. And she was like, OK, is it uh, is there people in it? And I said, no, it's a it's a cartoon. Uh, she was under the impression it was a new cartoon. I we we got to the bottom of that one. We watched the episode and in isolation, this story doesn't make any sense. No, no. It presumes you've seen a lot of other, all the other mall stuff that's happened. Right. And so I decided to go back and watch episode 19. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is a different story, I think. That was also not helpful at yeah. all. So then I I resorted to going to Wikipedia and looking at the the chronological access of the character of Maul and decided that hopefully there was something previous, but it kind of boggles my brain that I didn't remember. um, I didn't remember rebels jumping around like this. Yeah. It's not a continuous arc, which is interesting. Like you'll have an episode that happens with Maul and then, Oh, all of a sudden we got to go deal with this with AP five and chopper for a bit. It just seems like this seems like an important thing that's going on that is like ever present on Ezra's mind. But when we go, when you go to the the story immediately preceding this, you're right. It's AP five and some AP five and chopper going yeah. on a, on a secret mission. Yep. It's very goofy. <laughs> and, and, and the episode, so the holocron episode is season three, episode three. Okay. And then uh, the episode where uh, they reconnect on Dathomir, it's episode 11. So it's been. And like the last time that Maul's even mentioned is like episode 14, right? Yeah. It's just it's just a mention as as Sabine is is practicing with the Darksaber. Basically. I love that. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. One of my favorite episodes there. So there's there's a nine episode gap between when he gets the information about where Obi-Wan is and when they go back to Tatooine. Or go to Tatooine to find him. And as Obi-Wan would say, this is, from a certain point of view, like the truths that we understand are only understood from a certain point of view, right? Yeah. And that's a good thing to have this big break um, because you can give people time to kind of mull over what's going on. Yeah. And these characters are not necessarily 
jumping at the bit to to complete their story for our sake uh and rebels as clone wars does sometimes gives us that little bit of downtime where there's there's less important things that are going on but in the overall journey we need to take those steps to get where we're going this particular jump from episode 19 to episode 20 for me because I don't even remember the last time that I saw these things. Yeah. Um, was jarring. And I was, I didn't know I had to look that far back in the past to, to kind of see the setup. For I this. thought Maul was way more present in Rebels than he is. The fact I that think he's he is way more present in Star episodes. Wars than he is. Yeah. 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 That's true. Um, I don't know. I, I remember. I didn't remember it being jarring because I didn't watch. I again watched them one episode at a time as they aired, and I just would remember I would be disappointed if the episode like, oh, that episode kind of sucked, like, or it wasn't it didn't suck, but it was just this like it didn't what I was looking right for. Now. And then like yeah. you'd get the occasional episode like this was awesome, like they don't this was do one of the those. like three or four episode arc thing that Clone no Wars does, where it gets not. really tight. Yeah, we're just gonna and focus cl- on this for four episodes. And- and Clone Wars didn't do that in the beginning. In the beginning, yeah. Clone Wars yeah. was uh, was more of an anthology show anyway. It was just, it was things that happened, and then they may have um, a little group of, like, three episodes, and then yeah. later it became more of a more solid episodic story, right? Yeah, by, like, um, episode four, epi- uh, by season four, season five of Clone Wars, you're just doing three-episode arc, three-episode arc, three-episode arc. Like, it becomes pretty, much, pretty consistent. Pretty Sometimes you get one-offs in there, but, like... You know, it becomes very consistent by the end. Right. My comment about this particular episode is that in isolation, it's it's a confusing story. Like, cool things happen, but if this was, like, if you just showed this one thing to somebody that had never that had seen no any context. Star Wars before, yeah. it doesn't seem to necessarily have, like, it seems like we missed the beginning and then we see like the penultimate part of the story and then it ends with like an understood thing that something's happening next. Right. Yeah. I would agree with that. I think it- like honestly for me like this episode is fine, but I think that like the 3 minute window of the confrontation of Maul and Obi-Wan is like the only real bit that I'm like interested in overall in like what's happening. Right. Yeah. Um, um which we can get to. We're almost there. Basically. We're almost there. Yeah. Ezra gets to the planet. Ezra gets it to turns the planet. out it's a trap. It's a trap. It's an odd trap. The trap is uh, Yeah, Maul left the piece of the Sith holocron he had. That's what he was being led to. He wasn't being led to to Obi-Wan. He was being led to the and trap Maul left. Do you think he like told the Tuscan Raiders like just wait here I don't think so there's gonna be I don't think so I like, think how, just then how was it a trap to... well no the the trap that Maul laid is we're gonna get Ezra lost in the desert and his suffer his pain and struggle okay. is going to draw the attention they just knew that the Tuscan Raiders would show up at some point presumably he's turning I mean, yeah well so Maul it's... turned Ezra into Kenobi bait. Yes. And the Tusken Raiders were just happenstance. Yeah, because, because we're more in line with the quote unquote 
raiders and savages that George Lucas yeah. saw them as, yeah. as opposed to the cultured people that we've come that, to see them as now. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah because like um, the ship explodes and then Maul cuts down yeah. the, the Tuscans. I don't, I don't see them as, I don't see that as uh, a conflict. Like it's like, yeah, they're attacking. No, they see uh, someone yeah. here with equipment we can use. So I'm going to take it from them. He's probably going to. So is yeah. this, is this also supposed to mirror the journey of Luke Skywalker to find Ben Kenobi? I, I believe so. Bit? Yes. Yeah. Right. Um, like my, my, there's, you got a droid, you got a ship, you got a, a Tuscan Raider attack, right? A sand right. person attack. Gorfas, the, as <laughs> yeah. they used to be called. Um Yeah. And then, eventually, lo and behold, Obi-Wan comes in to save the day. Um, yeah, I guess my question was, how is he going to get Ezra lost in the desert without the help of the Sand People? I mean, like... Why wouldn't he just get back yeah, in his Yeah, why wouldn't he just get and, back in his ship? That's... Why around? I don't know. So I think... I, mean, I don't know. I think I like to... It's, he struck a deal with the Sand People. Just wait here, I swear. There's going to be a kid. And he murders them because yeah. he's a murderer. Yeah. Uh, Part of this episode, I was even questioning whether or not Maul was actually there. Yeah, well, yeah. some of the times he wasn't. Uh, but yeah, right. So yeah, because he keeps Ezra keeps having these like visions, and Maul's not there. Uh, uh, but he's like kind of in his brain. But anyway, so the the Tuscans blow up the A wing, and then and beat then Maul up. murders the Tuscan. Yeah, and then Maul murders him. Murders and him. then. Ezra and then they just and, wander off. Yeah, they take off and they get to the edge of they the dune sea. They do frighten easily. And I've they're like, well, we shouldn't we shouldn't go. We shouldn't cross the desert. This is a bad idea. And then Ezra sees a vision of Maul in the distance and is like, no, let's go that way. After he already knows it's a trap, he still decides to go out into the desert, wandering the desert. Where uh, they get lost and they get trapped in a sandstorm. And Chopper Chopper looks so bad before yeah. he deactivates. Just This is this is what happens. In. When I saw this happen, I was thinking of 3PO when he says, My joints are freezing up. I'm like, oh, this is what happens when your joints freeze up. I was also thinking about how in Phantom Menace there's a dust storm coming. And Anakin like takes them home to keep them out of the out of the sandstorm. Like, they're trapped in the kind of sandstorm you get on Tatooine. And it's miserable. Miserable. It's kind of miserable unless unless you exist, like, in the palm of Ezra's hand. Because he has these little pyramidal <laughs> stones and he can just True. open his hand and, like, look at them. But he's blocking a sandstorm yeah. from his face yep. and everything. And um, float with the force. There's a bit that I really like here because Maul's voice in Ezra's head says, tells Ezra to draw him out, that your pain, your sorrow, it calls to him. And I was thinking about um, also surrounding Obi-Wan. This happens two other times. When Maul first shows up in Clone Wars, the way he draws Kenobi out that time is by going to a random planet and murdering innocent people and calling out to the Jedi, like, come to me, kind of thing. And then in the Obi-Wan Kenobi trailer uh, for the show that's coming up in, like, a month, um, 
The Grand Inquisitor says the key to hunting Jedi is patience. Jedi cannot help what they are. Um, oh, I, I lost a word. They're, um, they're code, they're, they're, uh, compassion leaves a trail. Mm-hmm. The code is like an itch and they cannot help it. Yeah. And so, like, that's the thing that Ball is banking on, that, that Kenobi is going to feel the distress and the sorrow and the pain of this this Padawan out in the desert and will be compelled to come help him. Right. Right. He's wreaking havoc in the force so that Obi-Wan can feel it. And Obi-Wan is compelled to go. And as you said, scratch this itch. Yeah. I think by using Ezra, Ezra is like a, an antenna of said, yeah, Force this memory. is more effective than Maul just going out and slaughtering random people on tattoo. So, yeah. Right. This is his plan. Yes. But as we find out, uh, because uh, it, it basically works, uh, Ezra gets yeah. lost, Ezra passes out. Yeah. And he is rescued by uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi on a... Um, Am I forgetting? I had on a do back. I'm assuming we only see the one do back, but I'm assuming he brought two because he gives one to Ezra. and Then he rides one away at the end. Yeah, I noticed Mm. that. I think he catches a new one. Maybe. (laughs) I just assumed that he had like walked back to wherever Ezra was and then was riding the do back. Oh, there you go. But I didn't even make that. I didn't even think about the fact that. He's like he and he and Ezra have a nice philosophical conversation about truth and justice and the American yeah, way. Yeah, they talk about the holocrons because Ezra asks him like, "Why would the holocrons send me to you?" And and Obi's response is that they didn't. Maul did. Maul used mm-hmm. your desire to do good to deceive you, and in doing so, has altered the course of many things. He manipulated the truth, which has led you here, where you never should have been. Right. You're not the star and then, of the story. And then he goes on, right? Like, Ezra's response is, but the holocrons, they tell the truth. And Obi-Wan says, do they? The truth is often what we make of it. Okay, that's mm-hmm. the first time Obi-Wan's... One of the earliest times we see Obi-Wan as the liar. Yeah. Should he have just said, from a certain point of view? I mean, that's literally yeah, what they're doing that was, here. Yeah. Yeah. But... But I think that the holocrons did tell them the truth. Because Kenobi is going to be, through Kenobi, Luke is the hope for the future that Maul was looking for. And also through Kenobi, Luke is the end of the Sith at this point in time. Mm -hmm. Are you guys familiar with the Darth Bane trilogy? Sort of. I haven't read read them. them. Uh, I just know I've Wikipedia stuff from it all the time. So, So part of his journey is creating... A Sith holocron, right? Okay. And I won't spoil the process. Like it's it's the the story of the creation is a a big part of his growth and development and his journey as a whole. But um, the holocron itself is just a vessel for whatever people put in it. So. The holocron has no truth, has no lies. It is simply a record of what is stored inside of it. I always thought of it as a like a Jedi USB like drive. 
Like they can just That's fair. stick whatever's on there on it. Uh but it can only It's much like uh it's much like the the pensive of Harry Potter. Yeah. Like the you memories put something within into it and you can retrieve that. But... Right. The memories within are not truth or lie. They are they are the perception of the person putting the memories in. And in yeah. some circumstances even there, they're distorted memories. So I guess at that point they would be a lie, but I'm also under the impression that also, different holocrons store different information because, like, mm-hmm. in Jedi Fallen Order, Cal Kestis is looking for a specific holocron that has the record of the four sensitive children of the galaxy. Right. Yeah, like the, thing it's a different with, thumb drive. with Cad Bane in the Clone Wars. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. It's like a thumb drive, but it's encrypted in a way that only light side users can activate can the access. Jedi ones and only dark side users can activate the Sith ones. Um, for whatever reason, um, force stuff. Yeah, um, force stuff. But yeah, but so that's why you know Maul can open the the Sith one, and he needed not the Ezra. Jedi. Yeah, he tries he needed... to, to suppress it and dominate it, and yeah. can't do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, so yeah. that's why I think that that Obi Wan's comments here are relevant because uh, Ezra is looking for the truth. Right. Yeah. And that's not necessarily what these two devices are giving even contain. Right. They don't necessarily contain the right. truth. It's interesting. But like, like he's like the one these that devices, he's like, this one contains my tax returns from 15 ABY to 16 ABY. Or these ABY. two devices together do confirm for Maul that Obi-Wan Kenobi is alive and his whereabouts. And like. There's no reason to assume that the two of them together, like, would have would have access to that information. And the Bendu, the Bendu does tell him that this will give clarity to any question. Any question that you ask, right? So yeah. if it was a different pairing of Sith Holocrons. and Jedi, yeah. if it was a different pairing of light and dark side user, would the information have been the same? Like, would if? Um, yeah, I don't think so. I think that the question they bring to it definitely has an input on the answer I think they get the, out. The vision that you get, that like truth thing, it's a side effect that you can get from any two holocrons. Sure. Because I also it's think it's drawing on the force and get... not the data that is inside the holocron. Yes. Uh, right. yes, yes, yes. So I feel like it's giving for in this circumstance, it's giving them the truth that they are looking for. It's interesting that because necessarily... they, they both think they're looking for different things, but they get the same answer. And it's the truth for both of them. Right. Yes. It's the right answer for both of them. Yeah. But uh, It's Kenobi. Yeah, no, I think, um, I don't, do we ever see what's on each of them individually? We don't, do we? No, I don't think we ever see what's on the Sith Holocron. I don't think we ever see what's on either of them. I think the only thing we see on the Jedi Holocron is the message from Kenobi. Yeah, so I think it could have been, you know, 99 BBY. You know, to who knows to ninety eight BBY tax returns or whatever. It's just like <laughs> yeah. it's just like whatever's on there. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I think I think at this point they're just conduits of the force. Right, right. Um, do you know where when the first holocron showed up in Star Wars media? I'm going to guess 
that it is some role-playing game in like 1987. That's a really good guess because that's almost everything in Star Wars EU is (laughs) some role-playing game from that era. Uh, but no, it's actually the Dark Empire comic that we read. What? Remember, Leia goes to. Um, yes, you're right. She, she gets a holocron. She gets a holocron from everything the is Dark Empire now. Every story is Dark Empire. Uh, oh, so wow, wow. Yeah, so that's the first time a holocron showed up. That's fascinating. Uh, but yeah, um, so yeah, I just thought that was a fun, fun thing. Um, so they're talking and, you know, he he's told like, yeah, this is how Maul's supposed to find me. And then uh, Ezra kind of pulls a, he's right behind me, isn't he? Yeah, right, basically. You know, and Maul's standing right behind him. Yeah. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. It's, um, you, uh, Obi-Wan tells him, you heard what you wanted to hear, believe what you wanted to believe. And now the only one who has gained anything from all of this. And then Maul says me. As he shows up. Um, he should have said Kenobi. <laughs> I, I love this entire confrontation between Maul it's, and Obi-Wan. Yes. Yeah, let's just jump into the fight. How did we um, feel the first time I we watched we this? we should quickly gloss yeah. over um, Ezra and Chopper hopping on this do-back and on taking this off. Oh, because, yeah. yes. Because oh, yes. this episode definitely does. Like we have, we have a thing. Um, we have a journey. We have Ezra getting to the culmination of what he thinks his journey is, and then Obi Wan's like, "Nah, this is what it go actually home, means." Fam. Hey, yeah. go t- take take my cow and and ride back to town. Yeah, and go yeah. Like, rocks, kid. Okay. Yeah, and he does. Yeah. And- Leaves, bye bye. See you later. I do love the I do love Ezra or Chopper literally using his jetpack to get on the back of the dude. to get on the do back. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I was thinking, I'm like, this has like, even if he's not burning the do back, I was yeah. thinking the same thing. He's got to be warm when he lands on right. the thing. Yeah, it's got to not feel good. And then immediately following this thought in my brain, the do back's like, <laughs> <laughs> not happy. Yeah, not happy. We, the Dubak was not happy, but I was happy that at yeah. least I had a little reaction and somebody acknowledged the fact that Chopper is just kind of a, He's a, know, a turd here. Yeah, Chopper's the, the most jerk droid. I don't know, yeah, 3PO gets absolutely. up there sometimes in episode four, but um, yeah. I um wasn't planning on just reading verbatim what ha- what Maul says because Maul speaks and Obi-Wan does not until this fight is over. He shows up and he says, look at his, what, what, look at what has become of you, a rat in the desert. I've come to kill you, but perhaps it's worse to leave you here festering in your squalor. You define your, oh no. Okay. There is a back and forth because Mm Obi-Wan says you define yourself by the power you take in life, a desire to dominate, to possess, and then you have nothing. Mm Mm-hmm. And then um, Maul replies, like, what do you have? Why come to this place? And then he does the thing that Dark Side users does. He's like probing mm-hmm. in the way that like, like. First time we see oh, it, like, Vader does it. Vader being yeah. S- sister. Yeah. Um, what do you have? Why come to this place? Not simply to hide. You have a purpose here. Prote- perhaps you are protecting something. No. Not something. 
protecting yeah, someone. Yeah. And that's when that's when Obi-Wan that's ignites when he's his like, lightsaber. Okay, he's the other thing it's that they, we glossed over in the combo there, he says, look at what you've become. And Obi-Wan says, look at what I've overcome. Overcome. Or, yeah, which I love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just two, two different types of uh, ways to look at the same situation. It's good. It's um, good. But yeah. How do you feel about this fight? It's so... It's like four seconds long. I love this fight. It's beautiful. This is my favorite part of the clone or of the of rebels. Obi-Wan and Maul have fought so many times to the point that Obi-Wan is like, has found presence in this. He doesn't want to fight. He tells Ezra, like, I have no intention of fighting Maul, but it seems like it seems like I have no choice now. Are you guys? It seems like it's come to this. Are you guys familiar with Akira Kurosawa films? Yes. So this is almost well so first of all they heavily influenced uh the original Star Wars. Um yeah. I think George Lucas hidden, was very into Kurosawa. The Hidden Fortress he really liked um and he he likes all of them but um there's a little bit of everything and there's yeah there's a lot of a lot of visuals he took from from Hidden Fortress and stuff like that but uh this when I first saw this, I was like, oh, my God, that's straight out of I've seen this in a Kurosawa film. Yeah. Um, and it is very similar uh, to Sanjuro. There's a scene in Sanjuro um, where the two samurai are facing and they're basically one of them's like, I don't want to fight you. There's no reason that doesn't help us anything. And the other guy's like, no, you know, I got I got to fight you now. And they literally are just standing there and it's just several it's a, like a long time of them just staring at each other yeah we get this swords. back and forth we see like it's so it's so there's so much depth into what they're doing because like and, we yeah. get the back and forth we see them change positions we see maul shift his feet just yeah a there's a lot of tension mm-hmm. building and then in the samurai the music one, is amazing here also in the samurai fight it's literally maybe two moves it's like fuck mm-hmm. fuck and it and it kills. Uh, he kills the other guy. Actually, they shoot a whole bunch of blood out the, 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 <laughs> in front of his shirt. But so um, so Maul comes in. Maul makes the first move, mm-hmm. and he brings his lightsaber. He's he's using the dual the dual saber, brings it through for one attack, sweeps it up for a second, and Obi just cuts right between so wait, the middle of the blade. So that second move, uh huh, is the same move that he uses against Qui Gon. Yes. Um, and he hits him in the head. But Obi-Wan takes a step back and cuts the lightsaber in half. He sees and, it coming. Oh. Yeah. Which is and really cool. And then he catches him the... like there's a tenderness here. There's a we've been through so much together. We could have let this go. And he catches him in his arms and and Maul asks him because Maul knows like you're here protecting someone. Maul asks him, tell me. Is it the chosen one? Okay. And Obi-Wan replies, it is. He is. I believe he is. No, he just says he mm. is. Yes. He mm. is. And and Maul's last words are, he will avenge us. Because to Maul, I mean, and like, it's correct, but like to Maul, everything that has happened is all at the hands of Sidious. And he believes that the chosen one he also believes the chosen one will be the one to like end the reign of the Sith, which is so weird. To He's me. looking for hope. This is so weird, and he finds it in Obi Wan, telling him that the chosen one is here, that he's protecting him. 
So do you think that when Maul says he will avenge us, he's talking about us as in the Sith Both of them. or us as in the two of I them? I think he means personally. I think he means personally us. he realizes they have a shared Me, I've been betrayed by Sidious and you also. Like yeah. the Jedi as a whole, but like us specifically have gone through all of this together and it's because of this one man. Yeah. Okay. That said, the force in general, light side and dark side, has all been been yeah. put through Exegol and back, right? Yeah. Uh, because of this one dude. Okay. Yeah. I like that. Um, I don't know if I agree with Luke as the chosen one. But um, Obi-Wan believes Luke, that he is. Which I don't understand why. There's literally nothing because about... Of the age- because of the age-old argument of who's the chosen one, Anakin or Luke. Anakin has fallen. It's it. Right? There's nothing. So I looked up the chosen one actual prophecy. Yes. Uh, and this is from Jedi and Apprentice. I think is the Master the and Apprentice. Yeah, Master the Claudia, Apprentice. Claudia Gray. I think uh, a chosen one shall come, born of no father, and through him will ultimate balance and the Force be restored. None of that applies to Luke. So is that? Um, mm. I don't know. It seems like Obi-Wan something that was very clearly the written. Text of and then, even if so, the, the only thing he knew about the kid was he was born of uh, Anakin. Why wouldn't he think Leia's the chosen one? I don't know. I don't know. But but I was thinking about this. I was thinking about this when this happens, right? Because in Empire Strikes Back, when Luke takes off to go to Bespin to save his friends. Obi-Wan is the one who says, there goes our last hope. Still, even though he knows Leia's out there, believes that Luke is the one. And it, it's it's Yoda that says, no, there is another. Yeah. It just and so it's interesting. It. Like, he's just all in on, he's all in on Luke because he's been there for 20 years keeping an eye on Luke. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's got bias. It's, it's, it's weird. Proximity um, bias. Yeah, I don't necessarily, but yeah, he's just like maybe he's just telling, like, or maybe Maul he's just giving Maul what he wants, what he to, wants to hear, hear. Uh, giving him hope in his last yeah. moment. Maybe, but um, I can accept that. But that's heartbreaking. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It worked out. It um, does. But he doesn't want to say, "Oh no!" Like the chosen one still, yeah, he murdered a bunch of kids. But trust me, I got, I, th- I got a good feeling. <laughs> you know. Um, hey, you know Anakin Skywalker? Yeah. <laughs> He's um, gonna come around. I can feel it. But yeah, did I think you it might it was... be a little more a little more broad than that? Like Obi-Wan has this intimate relationship or had this intimate relationship with Anakin Skywalker, whom yeah. fell to the dark side and became Darth Vader, which is not information that everyone knows, right? And one of the last things he says to him is you were my brother. I loved you. You know, uh-huh. you were the chosen I... one. This isn't the way things were supposed to be. Yeah. And then he's got this, this one time enemy that he thought was dispatched that came back and has a, a blood vengeance against him and everything that Maul has done since the witches restored him and he didn't have spider legs anymore. And, uh, he climbed out of a crazy garbage pit, right. Was to 
take revenge on Obi-Wan Kenobi, and he was groomed to hate the Jedi simply because that is how, that's what was bred into him by Darth Sidious, right? Uh, it's interesting, too, like, not to derail this too far, but I was looking into some of it, and in some of the comics, um, that bitterness toward the Jedi came really early, like, before he became Sidious' apprentice, because he felt, he felt betrayed that the Jedi never came to find him. He had the Force, and instead of being found by the Jedi and taken away, he became the apprentice of the Dark Side, and, like, resented them for that, for not getting him out. Um, from an early age, which is fascinating to me. I need to go read those comics, but um, mm -hmm. I don't know. He's just had this long-standing hatred that, yeah, has been groomed and instilled in him over time. So, so from Maul's point of view, like the the character of Anakin Skywalker is gone. You know, I because Maul doesn't know that Anakin and Anakin became Darth Vader, right? Yeah. Well, um, Does he? It's weird because, right, again, we have to think about the fact that, like, Season 7 of Clone Wars happened after this happened. But in Season no. 7 of Clone Wars... No, it didn't. Yes. It happened way before No, this. no, 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 no. I mean, like, production-wise, it came oh, out it came after, after Rebels. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. No, I in Season 7, like, no, when the, he has his showdown with Ahsoka, when he has his showdown with Ahsoka, he tells Ahsoka, Anakin Skywalker is the one who's being groomed to take the place as the next apprentice of the Dark right. Lord. And she does not believe him. That's why their fight starts. But he knows that Anakin is the one. And I don't know that he knows that he becomes Vader, but That's I, the question I think he that knows. I don't know. But maybe he assumes. He, he also uses the phrase groomed specifically. He's been groomed for this role. So uh, where I was going was that from a certain point of view, right? The one who was believed to have been the chosen one, whether you know that he becomes Darth Vader or not, fell to the dark side. And it seems like that belief in the prophecy was wrong. Yeah. So maybe this, there is another in this chosen moment. One. Right. In this moment in his defeat with his friend at this point, like, yeah. yes, they're fighting each other, but Obi-Wan Kenobi and Maul, as abrasive as their relationship is, their relationship is closer than many people's yeah. would be. They've spent decades in this conflagration, right? 30 years. And, and so in this, in his dying moment, He's he's looking at his opposing partner and saying, is it the chosen one? Because in his from a certain point of view, the truth that he knows, the chosen one that everybody else believed was the chosen one had That's failed. So, and right. Obi's been here since the right. fall of the clone, since the fall of the Republic, protecting he's been someone involved else with all of it. Throughout the entire course of this story. Yeah, it's been. Yeah. I love it. I do, too. I think it's so well executed. Like, I. I got like really emo, like just like before going and watching all the other mall stuff and like watching the episode entirely, like 
just knowing we were going to do this and watching this last sequence between Maul and Kenobi, I got really emotional about it. Like, Mm -hmm. I didn't realize that I was as invested in Maul's story as I turned out to be. Um, Yeah. If this was a story told nowadays by, like, Lord Miller or Taika Waititi or James Gunn, when he said, is it the chosen one? Obi-Wan would have been like, no. And then Maul would have died in, like, some comical death. I don't know if I agree with that. I think a lot of those guys still manage to have, like, pretty touching moments in their movies. And, like, emotional moments. I want to lean back on, like, Maul came here looking, like... Regardless of what the truth is or whether he's been manipulating Ezra, he told Ezra the thing he was looking for for the holocron was hope. Mm-hmm. And he found Obi-Wan Kenobi. And I'm just really touched by that. Yeah, no, it's sort of a Batman Joker situation where it's like, yeah, oh, they need each other. Um, But yeah, I, 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 I was just I was struck how. I mean, I, I don't mean to come back to this, but I was just like, I was saw, I was like, this is a samurai movie. We're in a samurai movie now. I was like really stoked. And I was looking into it as well. Um, and uh turns out that uh, Dave Filoni said that he was really influenced by a bunch of characters in the Seventh Samurai for this particular. Oh. The different Kurosawa movie. And uh, specifically, Obi-Wan's the kind of guy who's like one of the samurai in that movie that doesn't want to fight anyone and will only fight if he's absolutely necessary and keeps refusing yeah. any sort of fights. Uh, but it's, um, but then will absolutely wreck in if he needs to, um, when he needs to. Yeah. yeah. Obi-Wan um, can't heed that call to action because it draws him away from his real purpose, which right, is protecting exactly. Luke. Um, and he knew when, when, when Ezra shows up, he's like, Oh yeah, you're war- warning me about Maul. Oh, yeah. Thanks, bud. Yeah. You you don't survive as long as I have <laughs> without being cautious and being prepared. Yeah. I got it. I'm good. Like, so. I am so excited for the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. Me too, man. I'm I'm very excited. I am. I mean, I love Obi-Wan. I'm excited to see you and McGregor back I, as uh, well. I picked up a copy of John Jackson Miller's Kenobi this week. Okay. And I'm planning on reading that soon. What did John Jackson uh, Miller do that we've covered on this? Uh, that's a great question. Didn't you guys talk about him um, when... So he did like a a six-part short ebook series, I want to say. Oh. That you guys may have touched on. Uh, Yeah. um, John Jackson Miller wrote... The very first was, thing we ever talked about. I was going to think he did. Knights yeah, of the Old the Republic, Republic Volume 1. Yeah, he yeah. did the Knights of the Republic thing. Yeah. Yep. Um, yep. Yeah, I was like, I've heard the name. We've covered something on the podcast with him. It's the very and it first, was the first thing we thing talked we about did. was from him. Yeah. Um, with Zane, our favorite. Everything's uh, turning up Zane. <laughs> every, our favorite Padawan. Um, yep. But yeah, so. Huh. Um, yeah, so that's basically the end of it. He basically just dies, you know, Obi-Wan uh, is holding Maul in the, like, Lapietta, you yep. know, kind of... Closes his eyes and everything. Yeah. Um, mainly because they were creeping him out, but... Uh, <laughs> it's because Maul, did, it's Maul didn't die. He just took a little nap 
and Obi-Wan was comforting him and tucking him in. Yeah. And, you know, in another 15 years, we're going to find out uh, the aftermath of of that adventure as well. Yeah. (laughs) Because Luke goes to Obi-Wan's hut in the Star Wars comics after uh, after A New Hope. And uh, he's looking for his journal or whatever, but he just finds Maul asleep. Like, <laughs> Maul's just hanging he's out just there. like, where did Hope, where did Obi-Wan go? <laughs> oh, I want the buddy story <laughs> of like, Maul like, and Obi-Wan for, like, for the last years. two years. Yeah. <laughs> Maul's like, no one has been here for a long time. What is your name? What is your uh, last name? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I I don't want Maul to show up again after this. Like <laughs> like chronologically. Yeah. Um again, that's the that's the weird thing is I feel like whenever people ask general Star Wars questions, my my follow-up question now has to be like when are you talking about? Yeah. So like especially when yeah. they're like did so and so know? It's like at what point? At like me? yeah. Yeah. And it's even more complex than that, and we just touched on it recently. Like, did so-and-so know about that during the production of that particular story? Yeah. Or in, like, in the chronological adventure of Star Wars, did something that was produced later yeah. make it known I was that thinking the person about... did know about it, but it wasn't revealed at that point in time? I was thinking a lot about production when I was watching, I was watching new hope recently because like at the time new hope came out, Anakin Skywalker and Darth Vader were not the same person, which means that his name was Darth Vader, like right. Darth first name, Vader, last name. It wasn't a title. And so when Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan calls, calls him, him Darth, Darth. Yeah. it's so it's funny to see you here. Darth. Yeah. Yeah. Darth You're is only his the master name. of evil. Darth. It's so funny. Yeah. But like you know, it's that's become some, become something else. But yeah, and now it's. I like, love the idea that his name is Darth. Yeah, party on Darth. Yeah. <laughs> um. But Why yeah, has that not been a thing before? <laughs> I'm sure it has. That's got to be a meme somewhere. That's got to right? be a joke that's come up somewhere. Yeah. Um. There's only one little last button. Like, I know that we this episode is mostly to talk about Maul. It needs but... to be Darth Bane on the other side. <laughs> Party on Darth. Party on Bane. <laughs> or Cad Bane. Cad Bane would work. Cad Bane. Yeah. Uh, I'm stealing this idea and making t-shirts out of it. <laughs> incredible. <laughs> incredible. Um, we have just like the last little button on the episode, which is Ezra going back and being like, I was wrong. You guys are my family and I need to be here to help you. And. Sorry for being an a-hole, but I'm back. Yeah. Let's never... I didn't bring the car. Yeah, sorry. I brought this other one, though. I I do love that Maulship is is a Mandalorian starfighter. Do do we see this again, though? That's what I was just going to think. Where does it go? I don't know if it shows up again, actually. It should. That's one of those that's like, that should absolutely be... It's a beautiful ship. It's awesome, and it's Mando, and it would be used with the Rebellion. It should have shown up in, like, the background of Rogue One or something. That would have been cool. Um, that would have been amazing. You know. Um, it's probably in the Battle of Exegol. Yep. Yep. They just used every asset they could get. That's 
you know, you're not wrong. There's several generations of Enterprise in it the background. It does show up in, uh, in two more episodes. Post-Twin Suns, it shows up in an episode of Rebels called Zero Hour, and then in another one called In the Name of the Rebellion. Aren't those okay, like the so last zero, two? Zero Hour is Zero Hour Part 1 of Season 3, Episode 21. Because yeah, that's as, the next couple episodes here. Okay. As I also went back one episode to Episode 19 to see what was happening before the story i looked at what was happening next and i saw zero hour and i got really excited because i thought that this was about zero the hut oh my god Uh, but then i realized that zero the hut would not be alive at this point in the timeline uh and then it made me sad sir yeah in the name of the rebellion is like episodes three and four of season four uh, which introduces Saw Gerrera to the Rebel, to our, our gang. But then it doesn't show up again for the rest of the season. So it's it's still around, theoretically. Theoretically. They should do a... It could be that ship and the Falcon. That's a, running around doing stuff. No, at this point. I always wanted a show that was... Every season you change the cast... But it's but the Falcon it's, is the... it's the Falcon is the main character. That's cool. And they keep getting it gets stolen or it gets lost or something for and then at the end of every other season and then it. other people pick it up. I like um, that. I would like the and quantum leap of Star Wars. Yeah. The Falcon's been around for a long time. Yeah, so it'd be something before Lando gets it. And then at the end of the show it would be Lando getting it. Because it's like we know what happens but happens after that they made this into a movie it was called uh solo yeah no 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 it would be a prequel to solo earlier yeah it doesn't doesn't the millennium falcon show up in like a shot in the prequels like yeah a theory it's it's theoretically actually just a ct 1300 but yeah um according to george lucas yes according to (laughs) disney canon no okay okay yeah it's complicated. Um, um, there's there's a book called Millennium Falcon, I think is what it is, that starts with the Millennium Falcon, the YT thirteen hundred on uh-huh. the production line, uh, and there's a series of events that happen on the production line, which is the beginning of the ship, and it's misfortunate adventures uh and it goes through the timeline including that scene from what is that attack of the clones where we oh, see yeah, it yeah. coming in and docking um oh. so you you can read about what happened okay. then and then it that's goes fascinating it's literally there. yeah the book is literally just called millennium falcon it's by james yep. luceno yes oh, okay he's done a lot of stuff he has done he did plagueis and Tarkin and yeah. Um, so that yeah. could be fun to look into at some point. Yeah. I just finished uh fallen star. So I mean, yeah. I'm on the market for new star Wars books, new star Wars stuff. But um, um, I think that was everything I had for this one. You guys. Yeah. yeah uh, I think, um, yeah, I've uh, pretty much covered everything I wanted to. I had all, I had all hit all my notes. Yeah, the only thing else I have is, like, we didn't talk about this up top, which I meant to, but this episode was written by Simon Kinberg, Dave Filoni, and Carrie Beck, directed by Justin Ridge and Dave Filoni. Oh, cool. 
Yeah. Um, I, I think Dave Luiz has Kimber. his fingers in every episode, but. Uh, he tends to, uh, when there's a story that. that uh, Yeah, that he's precious about. He sort close, of backseats a little to the, bit. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it does seem like that. He does his, I think he he's more directly involved with his passion projects of the his characters that he's overarching about, stuff like that. Yeah. Passion exactly. project. Uh, my last note was kid. Kid silhouette does not equal Luke because. Gary, I know you're saying, hey, it's far away, but uh, yeah, I don't think the timeline matches up here. Uh, it's fine. Yep. He looks so tiny. Especially okay. like when, especially at this point in actual time of me being alive, because um, we've seen the trailer for the Obi-Wan Kenobi show by now. Yeah. And there is someone that looks about the same size as the right. silhouette in that. And he's supposed and, to be like 10 year old at that point, I think, in Kenobi. Right, ten as opposed to like seventeen. Yeah. So. Yeah, I can I can see that. Yeah, actual time is what forty five ABY, right? We're forty five years after the Battle of Yavin. Yeah, real something like real that. life. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> my timeline is almost forty. Yeah, something. Yeah. So yeah, he's so teeny. Yeah, but uh, maybe Luke was babysitting. He's got to get the extra extra credits. It's, it's probably a friend of his that came over. Yeah, he doesn't have a lot of friends, um, so he makes friends with like he's seventeen, but he's got friends with like little kids because he's like, yeah, I need someone to play baseball with. Oh, yeah, it's like his dad, you know, like wh- whoever Wald's son is. Oh yeah, that's who this is. That <laughs> I we love see. It. Wald's kid. There we go. It's his kidster's kid. <laughs> Um, but yeah, Gary, you look like you're intensely looking something up. I was trying to take a screenshot of this. Um, I was trying to take a screenshot of this bit at the end of the episode, but you can't just like, oh no, you can't just like screen capture. You're trying Disney to steal. Plus. You're trying to steal copyright, Gary. I can't uh, believe no, you would no, do that. No, of course not. Of course not. I would never. I am much too uh, professional for that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll steal the copyright later and stick it on our social media. We'll have it there. Oh, you know, even if you do, uh, if, even if you do like the control print screen, like it's just black. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Um, I give up. I was just trying to get this really tiny silhouette of, uh, tiny Luke. Gary, do it on your phone. I know. I know. Possible. Just look it up on YouTube. Uh, but yeah, anyway. Um, so yeah, I think that'll wrap it up for our deep dive um, into Twin Sons. Um, Kevin, thanks for being here. What? Um, where can we find you? I think we briefly mentioned the top, but let's mention it at the end too. Uh, the most easy way uh, would be on Twitter at not the nerds. That's the yeah. most simple. Um, our podcast, myself and my co-host, who is not here today. These aren't the nerds you're looking for. It's got both contractions in it aren't and your um i want to say thank you to you guys for yeah. giving me this opportunity to come and talk star wars with you guys for a while and putting up with all of my technical bs that we had going on uh a couple hours ago um obi-wan kenobi during the 
Clone Wars era, like episode three through what we've seen before episode four and Maul are two of my favorite characters in Star Wars ever. So this has been pure yeah. joy. Yeah, no, thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thank you for sure for joining us. And I'm glad we got someone that felt that way because that's, yeah. I mean, it's great. I love those are probably two of my favorite Star Wars characters. I think if someone, yeah, and like, I think we've someone's said it time tried time to, again. someone's tried to pin me down and ask me like what my uh, absolute favorite Star Wars character is, uh, which a couple of people have. Uh, and it's always people who aren't really familiar with Star Wars, which is strange to me because I think they just want me to say like Glup Shido or something, which I might next <laughs> time. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I, I Obi Wan Kenobi is probably my absolute favorite. Um, yeah, I would agree uh, with that. My my top three are definitely Obi Wan Kenobi, Maul, and Cad Bane. So Cad Bane's awesome. There we go. Um, I think he's for what it's worth. I think he's still alive. Um, I do as well. Uh, I hope so. Another another story for another time. Exactly right? as yeah. Maz Kanata would say. Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, and then yeah, we'll wrap it up. Uh, go ahead and follow us on our social media um, at New Republic Archives or no at NR Archives Pod uh, yes. on Twitter. Um, we'll interact there um, and uh, follow us at DuelingGenre dot com uh, and all the other wonderful shows there uh, and the Patreon if you like that. But um, uh, in the meantime, uh, that's another story entered into the archives. And remember, it. Um, if it's not in the archives, it doesn't exist. this means i actually exist now you, you exist, <gasps> you exist. Now. you're canon we're doing this yeah congratulations we need to have more guests because it's <laughs> real lonely right now in the ether <laughs> that's true <laughs> <laughs> oh uh.